initially when we first spoke about how this was going to work in terms of production I was like oh yeah yeah, sure I'll do the interview and then give me a day I'll write up the script and I'll send you the script the day after because I'm thinking hey I'm a writer literally this is my work that I do all day every day how hard can this be turns out it's a lot harder (laughs) than it looks Hi, my name is Zuri Berry, and this is Podcasting with Zuri, a show about the craft of audio storytelling and how to use podcasting to enhance your brand. This episode is going to be different. I wanted to talk to somebody who has had a successful podcast launch, who is podcasting to help build their brand authority, and who is focused on storytelling, which is at the heart of everything that we do here at ZMC. So naturally, I started talking with Iman Ishmael. She is an expert copywriter and email strategist, and she is the host of Mistakes That Made Me, which is a podcast that I produce and edit. In this episode, I talk with her about how she came up with the concept for the show, the most difficult parts about podcasting for her, how the podcast has impacted her business, and advice she has for anyone who wants to start a podcast. So let's get into it. So I wanted to start with why you wanted to start a podcast and how you came up with the concept or mistakes that made me. I wanted to start a podcast because I have a lot of things that I want to say (laughs) that I want to share. I always felt like I was naturally a podcaster. I felt like I, like this was, this needed to happen. It was going to happen. It needed to happen. I just need to figure out a great concept for a show. And I knew that I wanted that to be a concept. I wanted, I didn't want it to just be like average kind of like Q&A or, oh, I'm just interviewing business owners. I knew there needed to be a concept because I am a copywriter. I'm an email copywriter. And that means I, I understand and know and work with every single day, the importance of messages and positioning. And I knew that I needed a concept that would really stick out in people's minds. And I wanted a strong theme. So I mean, I've always been really fascinated by this idea of, of making mistakes in, our, in in business. But what's interesting is that when it came to kind of the mistakes that I was making in my personal life, I've always been really, really harsh with myself. But when it comes to the business side of stuff, when I make mistakes there, I'm a lot softer. Like I might, I might tell myself, you know, oh, that was a really silly thing to do. Why did you do that? But I'll get over it much quicker. For example, I just did like, I literally just made like a calendar mistake where I double booked some calls with someone that I really didn't want to have to go and cancel the call with. And so like I made myself look silly and this person doesn't know me. So they don't know that I'm not usually this silly. And so it, it didn't feel great. However, even, even just half an hour ago, I had a conversation with myself where I told myself, look, you made a mistake, get over it. It's not the end of the world, you know, do what you can to solve the issue and then move on. And if that person doesn't like it, well, there's not much you can do, right? I don't speak to myself in that way when it comes to personal stuff. I'm going to need therapy for like the mistakes I make in my personal life. (laughs) So I was like, why why is it so much easier for me in business? And I started to think about all the mistakes I've made, all the mistakes surely other business owners have made because I know that to get to a certain point you cannot get there without having made some mistakes along the way so the theme was there and honestly the name 
just kind of dropped from the sky. So, okay, so I believe in God. So I'm like, this is the divine intervention right here. Because I mean, <laughs> this name just like dropped from the sky and into my mind. And I was like, that's it. There was no like sitting down brainstorming. There was no, which is usually what I do to, you know, there was none of it. There was no brainstorming. There was no like, what should it be called? I don't know what. It was mistakes that made me. That's it. That's it. That's lovely. It came naturally. And you hinted at something at the very beginning there, which was that you wanted this concept to be something more than just an interview format. And so I wanted to ask you about the importance of storytelling to the podcast. Oh, storytelling is everything so one of the other reasons honestly I wanted to create this podcast was because I felt like I needed a creative outlet I didn't have many things that I was doing that was really for me it was it always seemed like everything was for the business to monetize it and make money and all that stuff which is great love making money but I just felt like I needed something for me I needed something where I could be creative and just have fun and where there were really like no expectations and no limitations, you know, restricting me. So because this was going to be a creative outlet, I knew that while storytelling is the thing that I love to do most, I think when people meet me, even just as like friends, it's Iman's a storyteller. She tells stories and she's a little bit dramatic with it and she has a lot of fun with it. And so I knew this was going to be a place where I told stories and I knew I knew it was going to be a place where I told other people's stories, but I also wanted I wanted to find a way to inject my stories in there as well. So it wasn't just about the guests, but it was also about me in some places and the listeners would have a chance to get to know me as well, as well as the guest, because if I was going to make a show and then I want the listeners to know who I am and what I do and also how they can pay me and work with me. So storytelling is absolutely vital to this show and actually it drives drives all of it from the very beginning before a, before a guest comes onto the show I ask them to share what their what their mistake is what is the mistake that made you so I know going into the show the mistake that they're, they're going to share but I don't exactly know like where the conversation is going to go mm. but that means that you know, their story is at the center of this. And then from that story comes the rest of the show. I wait till I re- we've recorded, we've until we've had the conversation. And then I go away and write the story for the, for the intro, the script for the intro, and then the story or the script for the outro. And so it really all does center around storytelling. And then I think as well, Zuri, you do a great job. And this is one of the reasons I wanted to work with you. And really there was, there was no other podcast producer that I spoke to or that I even considered working with. It was always wow. you. Yeah. I don't know if I've I ever told you that Thank before. You. Really? <laughs> I didn't know that. No, um, it's true because like once we spoke, you just got it. You, you got what I was trying to do. And I told you on that very first call that I want this to, I want even the sound and the music to be part of the storytelling. I want it all to come together and really it, for this to be a, an experience for the listener. I want them to go away and feel like, wow, that was an amazing story to, to listen to, not just in terms of the words that were spoken, but also the sounds, the music, just all of it together. And you really got that. So I think it's not just the storytelling with the words that we do. It's also the sounds, the music, the production as well. Wow. Wow. You made, you made me blush there. <laughs> Thank you. There's so many things I want to follow up there, particularly about sort of this being a creative outlet. And 
the, the difficulty of podcasting is it requires so much time and energy, mental energy, but also just, you know, the, the sheer work that goes into the sort of the creativity aspect of it. And I wonder, because it's also not just for your brand, but also a passion project, if you will, mm-hmm. that if that helps you continue with the podcast. Yes, absolutely. I think exactly what you said around podcasting it takes it takes a lot of time and I think particularly how I've structured the show it takes a lot of time for me to create even from the point of like researching the guests to do an interview with them which is generally about an hour and a half and then writing the scripts to different like there's just so many different parts to it it takes a long time and so I do find sometimes that my creativity weans a little bit like I'm tired especially when I'm in the middle of projects and I've got other stuff going on I've also got two kids so it's hard to always be in that creative zone however that I knew that that would be the case so that's why I created the structure of the show the way that I did so that it would be seasonal so this isn't a show that I'm doing all year round because it requires a lot of creativity a lot of thought a lot of planning and a lot of time a lot of energy as well so I have these kind of seasons in place where we as you know we we record and produce a season and then put it put it out over the course of two months maybe and so I'm not working on this all year round I have breaks in between so yes I do need to be creative and yes there are those energy dips but I think we're dealing with them like I, I've I found a way to manage them quite well nice nice when you you mentioned that you there was a certain point where you knew you wanted to reach out and get help and whatnot, how did you know? When did you know that you needed help in order to pull off the podcast? And and what part did you felt like you needed the most help with? I am a big believer in hiring people um, <laughs> in outsourcing. I am also a perfectionist. I'm trying, and that is not a good thing. I'm working on not being a perfectionist. But I knew that if I'm going to do a podcast, I'm not going to sit for 10 hours trying to record, trying to edit an interview that a professional could edit in much less time and could also do a much better job. So that's that for starters. I'm not going to waste my time doing that. But then, you know, there is the side of it where it's like, well, this is an investment. This is an investment. I don't know if the podcast is going to, you know, produce a return on investment. I have no idea going into that. And so in terms of kind of getting past that hurdle and still kind of moving forward with this and knowing that I wanted to to hire help, it was really about the, the level of, I guess, expertise as well that I, that I was going to get on this. The idea that having a second brain on this is exactly what I need. I need someone who loves doing this because that, that part of it is not what I love to do like I want to do the part that I love and then want to hand over the other part that I don't love to someone who does love it (laughs) and everyone's happy everyone is happy that way and I knew again just after speaking to you that I was like yeah this is this is a good match I can I can see how this is going to work and again like when we worked together on that very first episode I think it was Vivian Kay's Mm -hmm. I like if you go listen to the episode at the beginning, right in the intro, you introduce the sounds of, I'm talking about the market, a market, and then you introduce sounds of a market. And when I was writing that, I imagined the sounds of the market in my mind, but I didn't say it to you because I wanted to see what you came up with. I didn't want to influence you. And then the very first edit that you gave me, 
had the the market sounds in the background and I was just like that's when I knew that I'd made the, the right decision hiring hiring someone to help me with this because I knew firstly you know the fact that I'd saved my energy and my time on n- not having to do that and you know we forget about like just the mental side of it as well like imagine if I'd had that on my task list amongst yeah. all the other things that I have to do when am I going to have time to edit a podcast I don't have time to do that the podcast wouldn't happen it would have been one of those things where it's like oh I'll record the interview and then it never it never goes out and I really didn't want it to be that way I also loved that you you don't just come in and do the production um you are very much part of the like development as well it was a team effort in terms of you helping to get things out of me and push me and you know put timelines on things and like let's get let's do this let's get through it like have you thought about this have you thought about how you're going to do that and I've, i needed that so i guess the le- that level of accountability as well in teamwork that's worked awesome. for me that's awesome and I, I vividly remember the vivian k episode because i was like you know, she's mentioning this market in Accra. And I was like, we, we can totally find something from that. And, uh, and, I, and I was able to pull some sound that, that went with it. That was awesome. But it was the actual market, though, wasn't yeah, it, it, that you it got? It was the actual market in Accra, uh, in Ghana. Yeah, in so Ghana? It was, it was pretty cool. Is that not amazing? It's amazing. <laughs> I, a, gr- a good episode and a, a good start to the podcast. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned a little bit earlier that you do some storytelling on the front end and on the back end. And I'm kind of interested in what's the most difficult part for you in terms of getting the storytelling going, but also injecting yourself within the uh, sort of throes of the interview. And and is it the research? Like what what part is the most difficult to producing a podcast for you? I think... For me, it's not the research part. I can get really lost in the research part. And maybe that's because so much of my work as an email copywriter is research. Like before I work on any, like writing emails for any of my clients, I'm interviewing their customers. I'm surveying their customers. I'm doing a lot of research. So that's kind of like what I'm used to. I think for me, the biggest part, maybe the hardest part is the scripting of the 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 intro and the outro because I'm trying to make sure that the story really that it all just fits together like because if I get it wrong in those pieces it feels like I will be destroying what is usually an amazing interview and so it feels like there's a lot of pressure on the intro and the outro to do a good job And so I'm always, I'm trying to make sure that the theme that I am seeing and recognizing in the interview, in the episode, and that I am like sharing in my intro and outro, because it's usually that I'm like, I'm like sharing a story that ties back to the guest. And then the outro, I'm sharing my reflections on the episode. It just feels like I need to get it right. So sometimes I think I put a lot of pressure on myself to, to get that right. And I think initially when we first spoke about how this was going to work in terms of production I was like oh yeah yeah, sure I'll do the interview and then give me a day I'll write up the script and I'll send you the script the day after because I'm thinking hey I'm a writer literally this is my work that I do all day every day how hard can this be turns out it's a lot harder (laughs) than it looks I needed more than a day to come up with the script if anything I needed a couple of days to soak in the interview and to really think about the interview 
before I could even sit down and start writing. And so that I came back to you and I was like, yeah, Zuri, I'm going to need, I'm going to need more than a day. Actually, I might need like a week. <laughs> so that I felt like that maybe slowed us down, but you were really receptive. You were like, it's fine. But I felt like that slowed us down. And I'm, I'm just getting used to the idea that that part of the process isn't as fast as I want it to be. But also that's just part of the creativity process. Sometimes like part of coming up with a script is going out for a walk and just thinking or not thinking about the script. And so giving myself the space to have that kind of freedom and thought and like just just giving myself the space to create something that's going to be good is something that I'm still working on. Um, but yeah, that's definitely the hardest part. You can't rush creativity. No, I think, I think we, we all know that. And, and it, in a podcast forces you to know that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so how has mistakes that made me been received and how has that reception affected your business? If at all, I mean, people love it. <laughs> people love it and feel really strongly about it because I think it's very different to the, to other podcasts out there. I think the strong theme, the strong concept makes it super memorable for people. Like it's, it's something we're not really used to. I think it has a strong even proposition. And so that I think people are like taken aback by in a, in a good way. And then people absolutely love the guests and the stories and the idea that these super successful people have made mistakes and are actually on this show sharing their mistakes. And this isn't like a superficial sharing of the mistake. We sit down and talk for usually an hour and a half about how much of a mistake this mistake really was. <laughs> so people love that honesty and that vulnerability that we often don't get to see from people that we really look up to and that we see as being really successful business owners. And so the show has gone down really well. I get so many messages from people telling me how much they love it. They tell me what their favorite episodes was, or even just like their favorite part of an interview where, you know, X specifically said this one thing that really resonated with me. And I think what's been amazing is seeing now as we've kind of gone on because now we're on season two season one I was going out and asking guests to you know to come on the show and I remember getting a no from a couple of people because it was a new show they don't they don't say yes to new shows because they have no idea if I'm actually going to publish the podcast like I'm gonna am I gonna waste my time and be on the show and you're not even going to publish the thing is it going to be any good like I don't know what's coming so I'm not going to say yes and so getting those first six guests, I still feel so grateful to those six for saying yes. But now in season two, I, I, Zuri, I've been getting pictures nearly every day from people who want to be on this podcast. And I am shocked. It's a very demonstration shocked. of their, of their expertise, of their lows coming back to a high. You know, one thing we haven't talked about is that there's always this sort of arc to the storytelling that comes yes. back to what they've learned from their experience and this mistake and how it sort of, and so I can see why so many people would want to tell that kind of story about how they've gone from a low to a high. Yes. And, uh, and that's what we typically experience through the podcast. So it's really cool. Yeah. 
and in terms of the second part of your question which is what has done was what has it done for my business this is a really interesting question because the goal for me was never to monetize like we sat down at the beginning and listed out my goals and making money from this podcast was was one of my goals but it wasn't one of the top ones it was like that would be a really great bonus because I know that it's not easy to monetize a podcast I think that my biggest goal was always brand awareness so I want people to be talking about my brand so that more people can know about my brand so that more people will eventually enter kind of my sphere and then potentially buy my courses buy my digital products hire me as their email copywriter so I it was always brand awareness first and foremost and it was also to build my authority as well and I think that's been the biggest thing so I don't make any money off this podcast I don't believe it's made me any money yet Um, and I say believe because you know there could it could be the case that someone heard about me through the podcast and then inquired with me and then we ended up working together but I, I don't I don't think that's happened yet but what has happened is that because of the like the high caliber of guests that I'm getting I am what I like to call I'm, I'm borrowing their authority so my authority as a business owner has increased simply because I'm having conversations with other successful business owners and so seeing people take me more seriously seeing people thinking of me in a category that is higher than the category I would think of myself (laughs) um that's that's definitely been the biggest thing is that it has built my authority and what's really interesting as well is that I've definitely had more invitations to speaking stuff because of it I thought I did a lot of speaking stuff before, like podcasts, webinars, events, like workshops, all that kind of thing. The speaker requests that are coming in has has dramatically increased to the point that I actually hired a marketing coordinator to help me like manage the speaker requests now. And it's, it's just, it's been amazing. I had my, actually one of my dream guests that I didn't bother pitching to come on the podcast. I didn't even bother to pitch because I just thought she's not going to say yes she pitched me like she asked me (laughs) if she could be on the podcast I was like what world am I living in this is absolutely crazy um so yeah that's I think that's been the biggest thing the building of my authority and I I think that translates into sales eventually and you know I'm a marketer so I know I know the link between your authority building and as well, you're nurturing, you're trust building, your relationship building, the connection building with you and your audience and your listeners to eventually it translating into money and sales. That's awesome. That's a that's an amazing story to tell. And I, I'm so happy for you and all of that. I have a, a couple of last questions for you here. Um, but first, before I get to those last questions, actually, you, you mentioned uh, some of the amazing episodes. What's your favorite mistake that made me episode that you can recall oh good question quick fire um, the first one that comes to your okay. mind okay oh the first one that came to my mind was caroline and jason zuck i oh. followed i followed but i really oh, i mean i loved all of all of them but um also really loved dl's but i followed jason and caroline zuck for so long and i mean maybe four or five years i've been following their businesses that journey that their podcast i'm a big fan of theirs and so to be able to sit down for an hour and a half and chat to them and they're just the, the loveliest just kindest most open like smartest people and I think their interview was just like 
wow it was just wow and also they're podcasters so it was super easy to work with them as well yeah yeah i think that episode was great i'll link it in the show notes for this for this episode uh so what's it like working with me it's amazing I, lo- I did. I feel you like not forced I've already, to say that. <laughs> no, I feel like I've already like uh, just gushed, gone on and on about how amazing it's to work with you. But it really is. Um, like I said, I feel like you read my mind. You know what I want with an episode, with an interview before I've even said it to you. We're just we're really on the same page. Like you really made an effort to understand what I want, my goals, like what I want for this show, and then you. I want to say you delivered, but you so you just went so far beyond that. And when people talk to me about the show, I really feel like I I I'm, I always talk about you and mention you because I feel like it's almost your as much as your show as it is mine because you play such a huge role in the making of it. Like it would not be what it is without you and I I wouldn't want to work with anyone else on this show I truly like I have fun working with you and enjoy working with you and um I think you know you can't say you can't always say that about people you work with (laughs) so yeah I think that I think that's why we're doing this interview is because I enjoy this so much and I enjoy working with you so much I think you're an amazing person and you know if I could summarize all of our working relationship you make things so easy for me <laughs> you make things, oh, and I, I, ter- you. I, I mean that in terms of the guests i mean that in terms of the storytelling i mean that in terms of all of these things it's just a really uh, remarkable product that you put together and that you sort of just you know lay on a platter for me to cut up and season and do all the oh. things in order to make it a meal you know so for for our listening audience so i think it's really cool and um you know i'm glad to work with you on that uh the last Thank question you that I have for anyone looking to start a podcast, what's your best advice for them as they're considering getting going in this audio world? You know, I think I'm going to say what makes your show different from other podcasts. I mean, there are just so many podcasts and I think I'm, I'm really proud that I was able to create something that people remember that sticks in their memory that they're, that they feel is unique, that they've never come across before. Because I think that's really hard. There are just so many podcasts. So I think the biggest thing is to really think about what makes yours different from the other podcasts. Yes, you, like you as the host, yes. But what else? What is it about your show that people are going to remember that makes them want to listen, that makes them want to tune in? That actually, from what I'm seeing, I think the listenership is for my show is growing because people talk about this show and the way that they are able to describe it interests people like oh it's a show that's all about business owners mistakes and the other person goes oh oh that's interesting I'm gonna go check that out and so what is it about your show that will make it easy for people to recommend the show remember the show you know and really fall in love with the show Awesome. Awesome. Iman, thank you so much. It's been Thank wonderful. you. Thank you so much for having me, Zuri. Appreciate it. That's it for this episode of Podcasting with Zuri. As always, I hope you found some value in it. If you did, please leave a comment below. I am so looking forward to those comments and ratings. And if you're in need of a copywriter or email strategist, I highly recommend Iman. Seriously, she helps people get paid. 
And if you want to level up your podcasting, feel free to get in touch with me. Go to zmcpodcast.com. Again, that's zmcpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.